we're gonna hit you with the bars real quick Hey, quarantine life, but my flow's still sick If I had a mate, I'd have a make you lemonade And I don't need to get laid, so don't be afraid Girl, I get paid, but I'm in pain Kinda like Wayne, first name Bruce Where the hell's I made with a goddamn juice? Every day's the same, deja vu Bring in the wine, yeah, bring in the zan Pump up my songs, yeah, let's do a dance You the kind of girl that made me cancel my plans You the only girl I let a pay for only fans Episode 109 My phone is on airplane mode Um, And we're gonna just get into it man We have a guest today Fifth guest in a row I know you guys fucking miss me but Just giving a chance for other people to talk on the podcast Today we have Mr. Olaf He is a rapper Artist, musician He's on He's got a single out called Don't Come In Here. It's out now on Spotify, Bandcamp. He's got a YouTube link. But I'm about to call him, man. He's from he's from Spain. He's from Madrid. And we're calling him, man. We're calling him. I'm drinking coffee. I've got a fat-ass fucking headache. There he is. He's Mr. Olaf. How you doing, man? Yeah, good, man. I, I, sorry, I can't. I'm getting my speaker phone on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm good, man. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm I'm out here. You're on my show. I'm recording. Um, just th- thank you for coming on my podcast. I th- I think we met through Reddit, right? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Okay. All right. And you're from you're from Spain. You're from Madrid. No, I'm I'm from London originally, but I live in Valencia now, and we're on Madrid time. Like uh, oh. that, that's the time zone. Oh, oh gotcha, but gotcha, gotcha. How long have Valencia. you been living there? Um, a year and two months. So just just before COVID, I moved here, which was pretty weird. Oh, pretty lucky, huh? Well, yeah, it was. It was very lucky. Yeah, and it was what was even luckier was I moved out before my girlfriend. She came out like two months later or a month later, mm-hmm. and luckily she also kind of arrived just in time. Oh, um, nice. but but yeah, I mean it's been mad because we've sort of you know, it's it's a beautiful city. Um. And yeah. it's new to us, but at the same time, we've kind of been here for a year and three months, and at the same time, we haven't really been here, you know, because we've been kind of under lockdown, so it's quite oh. surreal. Yeah, oh yeah, so your life just completely 180 a little, huh? What made, yeah. you, what yeah. made you want to move out there? Just just because, or? Um, if we felt things were getting a bit weird in the UK. Uh, I mean, not least, it's, it's very expensive there, and there are, you know, obvious downsides in terms of weather and stuff, but... um, the level of kind of censorship and government control over citizens is getting pretty crazy Mm. and we started a podcast and we were seeing a lot of people getting arrested for sort of uh, comedy and for for things of that nature speech related offences I've never heard of that actually I'm kind of that flew under my radar I never heard of this that's crazy yeah, I mean, you're you're in the states, yeah. Yes, sir. I'm from California. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, that's the one thing. Anyone uh, who does comedy or anything like that in the UK is very envious of the US because you guys have freedom uh, of speech, basically. Speech. Yeah, I mean, I don't understand why Lenny Bruce used to get arrested and stuff if you guys have free speech, but you do have it. So, it's, uh, yeah, I've never understood that, and I'm sure at times there've been limitations in some regards, but. Um, yeah, it, so so um, here in the in the UK, it's like um, 
it's a really big thing at the moment. There was there was a guy Count Dankiller. I don't know if you've seen his videos. He's a YouTuber. Uh, he did a video where he got his girlfriend's dog. He dre- he dressed it in a Nazi costume and he got the dog to do a salute oh, because it was his, it was his I, girlfriend. I think dog. I saw that. I think I heard of that. And he got like he got in trouble for that, right? Yeah, I think he only avoided jail time because it became a very high-profile case. He had Stephen Fry and Ricky Gervais speaking out in his defence. So I think he got kind of, um, you know, I think what what people tend to say about censorship and and cancelling, as it were, is that it affects smaller people much more. People who are very high profile, they're a bit more afraid to do it too. So everyone had their eyes on that case. It would have looked very bad for the UK establishment if they sent him to prison, but it would have looked very bad if they let him away with nothing because it would have shown that there was no reason to have him in court in the first place. So they... They gave him, I think, a five grand fine or a five hundred pound fine. He had to go, you know, through all this nightmare, nightmare sort of process in court. And uh, they said that the context is irrelevant, even though it was clearly a joke. And he even said in the video, you know, a Nazi is the worst thing I can think of. So it was clearly, you know, in the vein of faulty towers or any any anything we've considered satirical in the past. Right. And uh, and so that, yeah, we we're frightened by that. To be honest. Do you like why why I don't understand? If, okay, if you're arresting people for essentially freedom of speech, just like saying things that may be too offensive, it's I guess I've never really had it in my head of like, hey, be careful what you say. You might get arrested unless I'm blatantly threatening someone or trying to be like you know a terrorist or something but the only thing that i really fear is like ah you don't want to offend too many people to where it's just so bad that nobody likes you but i've never had it in my head that oh you might go to jail for this and i i I feel like because our our prison system gets a bad rap to my understanding but why like i don't know if you guys are going to jail for stuff like that in in england it just makes me feel like how is there even room for that you know like if it, like do you ever sometimes have this mentality of like i might be going off the rails a little bit here but sometimes like when i'm driving you know and i'm scared that i'm gonna get a ticket if i'm going too fast or something but then i start thinking about like dude what if we were all just speeding they can't they can't give us all a ticket you know <laughs> like yeah. so it's yeah, kind of yeah. like you know if everyone had a pot and did, did you say you have a podcast you have a podcast yeah, I do. Yeah, it's, I host it with my girlfriend. It's called Cheek Clappers. Cheek Clappers. Mm-hmm. That's like, pretty cool. You, know, you gotta, you like, gotta promote that on your on your Instagram or something. I had no idea you had a podcast. I'll, I'll check it out. Cheek Clappers. That's not too hard to forget. Yeah, I would recommend checking out. Um, uh, maybe. Um, <laughs> Therapy clappers. Uh, Therapy I'm trying to remember the other one. Sorry. Um, uh, what's it called? Still, still clapping is a great one, and uh, one other one. Um, hello? Question mark is a, is a good one as well. Um, yeah, yeah, we've been doing that for a while. Uh, so, what, what, what was your question though? Sorry, I forgot. Uh, well, one thing. What do you talk about on your podcast? If it's called cheat clappers, I just kind of like the first thing that comes to my mind is you guys just kind of like video diary or, or podcast vlog your your sex life or something. I don't know. No, not really. I mean, we're not, we're certainly not like shy of those topics, but we've, we also... Uh, That's what I think of when I hear of clapping cheeks, you know? I just think of... Yeah, 
It's definitely, no, it's definitely, yeah, yeah, that, that's definitely the conversation. But it's not one of those like sex podcasts. You know, we've kind of mocked those quite a lot. You know, those ones where it's like the because I don't understand how someone could talk about sex for an hour. You know, like even yeah, yeah, like it's like, their identity. You know, it's awful, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's, it's sort of gross. I, I wouldn't say it's awful. I, I guess it's just not my cup of tea. Like the only podcast I gave a chance that's like apparently super booming was um god damn it what is it called it it's the it's some blonde girl and she's like she got call her daddy yes call me call me call her daddy i've given it a chance and then maybe like 30 minutes through it i was just like maybe this just isn't funny to me because i'm not a girl or something but it's like i don't know it's like girls just think oh i'm out of the box i'm and they have this accent of like Oh, so the other day I had a threesome and the guy pulled out a deal. Like it was just too much of, oop, I'm saying things a hot girl's not supposed to say kind of shit. And it's just like, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, it's popular. So I try not to be like, oh, this sucks. Cause if people are listening, people are listening, but it's just not really my cup of tea. <laughs> Yeah, it's also, it's like a lot of stuff that's happening now, it's deemed as kind of outrageous and, you know, breaking ground, and it isn't, because it's, most of it's been happening since, like, the 1980s, you know, yeah. like, it's not, it's, they're not breaking a boundary, gender-wise, it's completely normal for women to talk about sex, it doesn't have to be, like, you know, right. it, it's not It's not a big deal, it seems, it seems weird that they, uh, they spawned such kind of hype around it, but yeah. Um, I guess my, yeah, no, my other question was, like, what... Like, okay, well, do you think, like, that was just run out... This is a stupid question now that I'm thinking about it. But it's like, do you think in London, if just everybody made a podcast that was offensive, it's just kind of like, they can't arrest us all, you know? I think in some ways that's, like, the best way to defy a law. I mean, I think that's happened a little bit with weed in a lot of places, you know? So many mm -hmm. people smoke it that it's just hard to take it seriously because the public right. basically say no. But right. the problem with speech-related stuff is it's it's inherently so selective and inconsistent. So that some people will get away with crazy things for years, and then some people will just have the smallest thing. There was a girl who had um, a soft A N-word in her Instagram bio, quoting a rap lyric. Wow. She was she was a white girl, but she had that in her bio, you know, and. and uh, it was like a lyric about a guy, lyric from a song like a, about like a, guy a hard R N word or just like a bro no, no, N word. Soft A. Okay, it soft A, soft A. Okay. And it was someone who died in her hometown. It was like a tribute song, you know. So it was like she was like fourteen, I think. She mm -hmm. had it in her Instagram bio, and for some reason, she was arrested for it. She had to go to court. Loads of people do this, obviously. I mean, millions of people in the UK will quote rap lyrics and so 99.99999% of the time you get away with it. And then for some reason, she was arrested. She was put on an ankle bracelet. It was this whole big thing in court. I think in the end, it was overturned. But it went through to like a hate crimes department and people were like, there's, there's no excuse. Her age doesn't matter. Like she should, oh you know, God. she went into the most absurd kind of farcical situation in court. Out that's of, child abuse bro that's child abuse if dude if it's, i lived in london and i was 14 i'd probably get a life sentence dude just for the shit that i said when i was young and dumb and that i don't know like do you think maybe nowadays because kids are born with an ipad in their hand do you think it's true that kids should know better not to act up and and oh well, how old are you sir i'm 28 oh, okay you? I, I i am 26 Oh, cool. And so I feel like you and I are kind of like in the same uh, 
millennial, like same age group. It's just, yeah. you know, I think maybe maybe when we were younger, like 15 years ago or something, maybe maybe it's a little bit more understandable because the internet is new. Like when I was younger, I looked at the internet as a toy. Like, you know, yeah. I had, it, it's crazy to think about before smartphones and stuff, our generation, like we were glued to a phone, but it wasn't a phone. It was like a Game Boy where we were always staring at something with a screen and then it just evolved into a phone. And it's weird to think about like, how we are still the same kids but we're kind of running the world in a sense and like i look at people like you and i around our age and be like dude these are the future leaders these are the future adults and i don't know i guess a part of me wants to keep doing things like how our parents did or how the adults of when we were kids did things but i see it slowly fading out like i don't know when you were younger your parents had to go out to do everything well I don't know how it is in Europe, but I'm assuming it's the same. You know, we had to or your parents had to drive to the bank. They had to drive to the grocery store. They had to go out and like all day. Things are an event, you know, looking through the mail to sign things and pay bills and shit. And all of that is getting kind of phased out. And as as um, our kids are as our parents were doing all of those things, we were just stuck staring at our screens of Game Boys or video games and computers. And now that we're older, we're doing the same thing, but we're also doing that. We're ordering food. We're door dashing shit all through our phone. And the, the food comes to us. We're paying our bills through our phone. And a part of me just, it's like, are we going to be like that forever? Like, is it, is there going to be a shift? Because I feel like our parents had no idea when this internet stuff came out. Like, uh, it's probably it's just something new. It's just a toy. They looked at it like a startup company or some shit. And now, here's their kid growing up, staring at multiple screens, talks on the phone for a living, just like, you know, but does podcasts and things like it. It's a weird world. And I don't know. I'm sorry if I, if I went off the rails there. No, no, I totally know what you mean. It's, it's a huge culture shock for them I think the crazy thing is if things were moving so fast it already was like yeah. like I would I imagine even if you look at like MTV stuff from the early 2000s like I imagine my dad like having to watch stuff like that and just like he wouldn't even know what was going on you know it would be like oh, just yeah. baffling to him and now it's gotten to a point like I mean he's pretty old he was like 45 when I was born so he's like he's in his 70s now oh, I feel like he's sort of like Oh, really? Your dad's old as well? Yeah, yeah. My, um, my dad was like in his 40s when he had me, and his I, I just saw him yesterday. He's like 65, 66, something like that. Well, well I was going to say, because you seem to sort of imply what you were saying, that you're a bit torn. You, you kind of like the older value system, but you can also see it's not relevant now. And I, and I would imagine maybe having an older dad has something to do with that as well. I, you, I, want, you a just, good, you, I want a good balance. Like, I think there are some good things that we are progressing to. But there are some negative things like like uh, cancel culture and uh, just being super sensitive and, and just being, I don't know, maybe in America it's like that. I feel like the whole world's like that. Just like you, you can relate, just being crybabies about everything. But at the same time, I understand how we're trying to improve from the past. Like obviously I don't want things like racism to still exist and things like that. But – at the same time, like, when it comes to things that I'm passionate about, like comedy and art, it's like, 
I feel like those should remain untouched. And it's like, if you don't like it, don't view it. Why should somebody, why should somebody, you know, pay a, a piece of their life going to jail, especially at like 14 years old, for having the N word on their their bio in a in a in a way that wasn't really supposed to be offensive in the first place. And I don't think like I don't know, man. If I were to know somebody and they said something like me, I'm I'm an Asian person, and if someone were to say something racist to me and be like. I don't know, a, a offensive or whatever. I don't think it would help me sleep at night knowing that that person got arrested. I would feel like an asshole being happy that somebody went to jail for that. If anything, I'd just feel better just ignoring them. Like, just live. I feel like everyone still deserves to live your life. As long as you're not hurting anybody, stealing and shit like that, I feel like you can say whatever you want. But, hey, maybe that's why I'm, I'm, I don't work in the government and make the rules, but sometimes I feel like, I wonder how the world would fucking run if I made my rules. <laughs> well, it's like you were saying earlier, you are saying you assumed, you know, you, you never had to worry about legal consequences for what you say, so you always just assumed if it was bad enough, people just wouldn't like you. And mm-hmm. that's, a, that's social order, like, that's a good system, you know? Like, if you, if you say a lot of bad, offensive, unpleasant things that are genuinely that way, probably it's going to be hard to, like, maintain friends, and there's a lot of you know downsides to doing it already without legal repercussions and i think i think that's worked pretty well for humans over the years like people are fairly nice to each other most of the time right sort of i I think people are just bored dude i don't understand like i i i do have a good feeling that this this um era of cancer cancel culture and stuff that we're going through in life is just going to be a thing of the past and we're going to look back it's going to be in the history books. Kids are going to be learning about cancel culture. Oh, if you turn to chapter 22, we're going to learn about the, the fucking spawn of it. And, you know, there are certain people like it's very rare where something kind of comes out and I'm just like, oh, fuck, you know. But even most of the time when things come out on certain people, I'm like, well, I never even gave a fuck about them in the first place. Like, um. I don't know. I guess that's just also how I am with media. Like my my close friends kind of know I am horrible at remembering who actors and directors are and stuff. So something comes out about uh, who's that guy who like rightfully was canceled. He was from that show. Kevin Spacey. Yes, yes, Kevin Spacey. Like yeah. that, yeah, I that understand. Was one of the more legit Bill, ones. <laughs> Bill Cosby. I understand things like that. Um. I guess I just have, like, a hard time, um, like, like maybe, like, a week or two ago, I was watching Bill Cosby. Not because of everything that's happened with him, but I just, almost like a throwback. Like, I remember watching Bill Cosby when I was a kid and taking everything well, that he did stand, away. Stand up or yeah. stand up or TV. It's like, just because he fucking raped women doesn't mean that his shit's not funny anymore. You know, mm-hmm. it's just no, kind of like, yeah. yeah, it's just, I mean, he's, he's, to be honest, you, I think a lot of comedians would argue he's probably the most important comedian ever, like, or, or many people would, a lot of people would say prior, obviously, but, um, a lot of people would say Cosby is like probably done more for comedy and probably more for black entertainers than like almost anyone you can think of. But it's, yeah, obviously, obviously the rapes are not on. See, uh, that's another thing too, like. I don't, I'm just now getting to the point in my life where I look at what other people did for their communities and stuff like that. Like Muhammad Ali, I remember, um, you know, all I cared about was really his style of boxing. 
and everything. Like I, I actually cared about his job and his art and how he did it. And everyone loved him for other things like refusing to fight in Vietnam and things like that. And I never really quite understood it as a kid because I would hear it in middle school and high school. But then I never really understood how... Um, how bold and brave and what he stood for was. But now that I'm older, I don't know. It just kind of clicks a little bit more like, wow, yeah. And it, I guess it just took a couple of years of me to – of him getting my attention being a beautiful boxer and shit like that. And it's like, I don't know, man. Mike Tyson is thriving right now. But I, didn't he have like a rape charge on him like in the 90s or 80s? But he's still boxing it's just kind of like it, the the society and the world just kind of picks and chooses of like who are we getting in trouble and sometimes i just feel like it's about how you go about your life like i don't know if you know who Joey Diaz is but they tried canceling him yeah. and he's just like you can't cancel me i've already canceled myself i've already like my whole career is literally me talking about the bad shit i've done you know yeah and uh that that was what was weird about louis ck it was like yeah i mean he pretty much said it like it it like it was in you watch his specials he alludes to being weird around women in his in the show louis he's basically like borderline rapey towards one woman then yeah. he talks a lot about like inappropriate masturbating and stuff he basically it's not like a wolf in sheep's clothing you know he, he didn't want to hide his true self from people he wasn't trying to say i'm a really nice guy trust me and you know, he wasn't wearing a fake smile like a politician. He was upfront about the fact that he's a bit of a dirty bastard sometimes. And then people were kind of like horrified by stories that most of the time weren't even like criminal things. They were just, you know, and it seemed a bit, oh, I was surprised at how bad, how hard he took it in comparison to other people. Uh, it seemed like there was a little more going on than just just kind of the reaction to the story. It seemed like maybe, maybe a reaction to him or, or, or other aspects of him that people didn't like or... Yeah, it's weird. It's weird to like be in their shoes and certain things come out. Cause I, I mean, I don't know him personally or anything, but there's probably other shit that could come out that's even far worse than what he did. It just happened to be that fucking thing, and I don't know. But anyways, man, I feel like I've talked about fucking cancel culture with every single guest I've had on here. So, <laughs> well, tell me about your music, man. I will. Before we wrap, I'll just say on that. Like, I think. I think woke culture is kind of dead. I think it's failed and it's not offering any value to people. I, I don't think, I think even people who are into it, I've noticed people who I knew who kind of bought into it, they seem a bit embarrassed now and they seem to be kind of losing interest in the woke stuff. I think that's on its way out. Cancel culture, I, I don't know. I agree, that's pretty scary. But uh, sorry, yeah, my my uh, my music. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I make experimental rap mostly. Uh, I don't really, I don't limit it to that, you know, so I kind of make anything and everything, but, Primarily, it's, it's kind of experimental rap and then something uh, else that I don't think really has a name, uh, more freeform, kind of, more freeform and, and, and kind of uh, like a much looser version of rap, I suppose, often without drums or, or you know, and kind of more like, um, kind of like poetry, but with music. I mean, that's not really an influence of mine, but it. It, that is kind of the style of it, I would say. Do you make your own beats? Yeah, almost always. Uh, well, I mean, I have a lot of kind of unofficial releases on Bandcamp that I, I just put for free on there, and some of them are very involved projects, but they've got, you know, like Beatles samples in and crazy shit that I obviously can't use on Spotify or, or charge money for. Oh, so I have a lot so of projects on there. 
Yeah, and then I also on those releases I use other people's beats as well, and like you know random instrumentals from rappers. But any everything on Spotify uh, is all self-produced. I feel like Spotify is a lot bigger than I thought it was, and I didn't realize that until I made this podcast. And I've been talking to a few people like around the world and stuff, and it, and I feel like Spotify is a thing that that opened me up to other people around the world. And I don't know if like Apple is just like an American dominant thing, but um it, it, like like Bandcamp, you know i've heard of it i know what it is and stuff but it's kind of like is it popular is it like uh, like um a lot of people out here use soundcloud but that seems kind of dead i don't know it just doesn't really seem like people are getting famous off like soundcloud anymore like the last person i could think of is maybe like xxx tentacion and sh- people from that era and i always think like so my question is like around the world like what do you think is what do you think is something that I don't know that people are using that is like really popular? I'd say. Um. Well, I mean, I think obviously TikTok has become really big for like music promotion, and even like kind of adults are using that now. I, I oh, kind of thought God. that would happen early on, but I just didn't ever really want to get involved with it. I find it. Dude, I, I downloaded but- TikTok yesterday. It took me about five minutes until I was like, "Yeah, this isn't for me," and I. Yeah, I had TikTok fun. back in 2019, and now it's 2021, and it's still going strong. It's kind of crazy to think like I I saw TikTok and I did not like it, and I was like, I miss Vine, but that's just me being an old man. And um, I tried it; it didn't work. And then I made another account because like something had happened. I had posted, I made like a reel, but then I couldn't put music on it so then i asked a buddy of mine about tiktok and they said yeah you can post copyrighted music on tiktok because they have a deal with artists and music labels or something i was like wow dude they're they like they're, they're putting a gun to my head i have to download tiktok then so then i downloaded it and then i just was like this is annoying to edit and i don't want to i just i don't know it's i don't know i feel old when i just feel like i'm not interested in tiktok but one more thing like uh, I was talking to my brother-in-law yesterday, and he's 19, but I have known him since he was, like, 12, and we, we started just talking about, like, video games and things like that, and I guess you could kind of relate that to, like, social media in a sense, but it's, like, I um we were, I was asking him about, like, what games he still plays and stuff, and he's saying every now and then he still goes onto like, Roblox and Minecraft, and I was, like, dude that's like my first memory of you playing roblox and minecraft you were like 12 11 and i was like how old were you when you started playing he's like 11 i'm like bro you're 19 still playing it and that i don't know that seems kind of like a newer more common thing with kids these days like like i think about instagram i made my instagram account in 2012 and it's like oh my god it's almost 10 years of instagram being around like i remember when i when I first made it, I was just like, this is going to phase out. We'll wait for the next thing. Because there was a point in time where it was MySpace and then Facebook. Then Facebook died out to Twitter. And then all these new apps are coming out. And it just seems kind of like, what's the next Like, what's the next one that's going to stick out, you know? Yeah, it will change, I'm sure. Uh, as it has done, maybe more slowly. But, it, yeah, it... It, th- that time has gone by so fast as well. I think I think time goes really fast when you're using the internet a lot. It kind of time sort of disappears. I feel uh, I, I've noticed when I'm kind of away from 
away from my phone, away even from being able to know what the time is. You know, if I don't check the time and I'm kind of outdoors and stuff, I feel like time goes by really slowly and mm. feels like more is happening. Um, and I've, yeah, I've kind of felt, it's got, <laughs> kind of, it, almost everyone in the world seems uh, pretty, pretty hooked on the internet now. Um, but the, uh, yeah, the, the, I, I think Spotify is kind of, I think Spotify is going to be the next platform that starts breaking new artists in terms of the platform itself doing it. I think most artists will still come from the kind of the music establishment and labels, but anyone who has a kind of SoundCloud level independent emergence or maybe, you know, fake independent um, kind of emergence, I think that will be on Spotify through the algorithms, through through playlists and stuff. Yeah, and that's so, something about that Spotify algorithms a fucking hitter, dude. I mean, I, I don't know. I wouldn't be meeting so many people that I've met if it wasn't for Spotify. And it was kind of a headache to get onto Spotify. And I just remember, like, nobody uses this. But I only thought of that because I didn't use it. But here I am just eating my fucking words, dude. It's, like, the most popular place where I get downloads and subscribers and stuff. And it's just, like, I don't know. Not that I care about that stuff really as much. But it's just more of, like, oh, I'm connecting with people, you know? Yeah, it's. I don't know if I, I've wondered about podcasts as well because I've had a really surprising amount of listens on Spotify, and I don't really get why because I've never promoted the Spotify links, and it only recently appeared on Spotify. Is that algorithm, wondered, bro? It's the algorithm. I guess for podcasts, I don't know though because I mean, it, on on my music is uh, yeah that gets picked up by the algorithm, but the, the podcasts, uh, I don't know. I don't think people really listen to podcasts algorithmically because they're so long and they tend to kind of have their own subscription. So I wondered if that was a bit like when Tidal came out, they put a lot of fake streams through to make artists think that it was, uh, you know, a really good platform for them. Oh, I remember Tidal. I think they're still going strong, right? That That's still a thing. It's still a thing, yeah. Yeah. I don't um, use it, though. <laughs> I use it like... Five years ago, when Kanye dropped that Pablo Picasso album, whatever the fuck, and uh, that was it. I got the free trial. It takes a lot for me to spend my money on something, and I feel like that's why I'm so hard on myself in creating content because it's like it's gonna take me. It's gonna take a lot out of me to to download an app or subscribe or do anything and so i don't know i guess i'm kind of hard on myself in in those regards because it's like i i tend to just stay i don't know like i i did i will listen to your podcast and i listen to all the other podcasts of people who have been on the show but i just i have my set things and podcast like you said podcasts are long so you know after i'm done listening to an hour of fucking theo vaughn or whatever whoever i like it's kind of hard to get into somebody new Absolutely, yeah, with pods for sure. And you, you sort of want that familiarity as well. And, and there's so, you know, you, you end up subscribed to so many good ones that you kind of have a never-ending list. It's competitive. So, yeah. It's competitive. But it is, yeah. It's like that with everything, man. It can, I'm sure you can relate with music, any kind of art. I feel like back then, um, it wasn't really much about talent and being competitive. It was more of like luck and making sure you got that MTV TV show deal or whatever or you got on MTV. But now it's like Instagram is MTV or TikTok's MTV and all you really need to do is post something fucking banger and hopefully everyone just kind of gets on it and boom, you're on the front page and that's the equivalent of 
you know, MTV playing your song before everyone goes to school or some shit. It's a different world, but it's also like we're more po- the world is just more populated than it was and it's just getting more and more, which also means, you know, competition's getting stiffer. Yeah, the the only thing I think that's still very open in that way is YouTube. Like for example, funny videos on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um because there's not there's not a lot of it, and it's one of the few things people always want. You know, you're saying you know if people recommend you podcasts and stuff. It's kind of hard to listen to them. But if someone sends you a funny YouTube video, like and someone you you know you know and like sends you it, you're almost definitely going to watch it. And we we started doing videos on our channel, and I found um, I don't think I'm anywhere near as good at that yet as I am at music. But I found it much easier to get viewers doing uh, funny videos on YouTube and stuff like that, mm. and like humorous content. Because it's the one thing that just will never, people will never get bored of it. People always want it. Like people always want to laugh, and 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 I think uh, YouTube in that sense, there's there's kind of a, even though there's so much stuff on there, there's kind of a shortage of, of certain types of uh, funny content and stuff. Right, right. Um, a lot of the comedy on there has become a bit more for kind of like teens and stuff, and I think a lot of older people find it a bit like YouTube is not as funny as it was maybe five or ten years ago. Um, yeah, I, so I think there's a lot of room for that, but if, if, I think that's the thing. I think that's a quite a viable option for creators, personally. Yeah, I feel like I laugh a lot less now that I'm older, and I think about kind of like what you said. Uh, things don't seem as funny as they were on YouTube five, ten years ago. But then sometimes I kind of think like maybe I just like I'm using up all the laugh juice in my brain or something, <laughs> or like I'm getting yeah. you know like. You could do it with porn. You know, you watch too much porn, you might end up with ED or something. You might get desensitized to sex. And sometimes I think that 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 might be the case with comedy. You just, it's, if I could do anything in the world, it would be to just laugh off my fucking chair all day. But that's, it's, you can't just do it, you know? You can't just wake up and be like, I'm going to laugh. Like, you have to really look for things that will make you laugh. And what, what, what do you find funny, man? Like, do you do you well, feel I mean, like there's I'll, a certain genre of comedy that you like? I feel part of the reason for that lack of humor in the world is probably also because in the past we were like stuck at school and stuff, so you're so bored. And you think I, I remember it like I I went to university for like a few months and I dropped out, um, and I went to kind of a shitty one. And so the people I was there with, we weren't really that serious about our studies, and we were really bored. And I remember it being a really like probably one of the funniest times of my life, but also actually a really 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 boring time for the most part but it was just punctuated with all these hilarious memories and i think i think life was more like that before when you're stuck in like school or uni or like god forbid like prison or something you know you kind of you kind of have to but um yeah i for me mostly uh, good stand-up is like my favorite thing to see but it's just so fucking hard to come by um mm. the, the standard i think is it's such a difficult thing to do i think the standard is like uh not not as high as, as like say music uh, or film for example but uh, yeah Louis C.K. Dave Chappelle Cat Williams Patrice um, any of those people are kind of my go-tos if, if I'm because I feel the same way as you if I, if I was sort of choosing what to do with my time mostly I just want to fucking laugh really like right. uh, so so if I'm trying to find something to uh, you know to watch that, that would usually be it yeah good stand up okay good stand up or, 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 or uh, decent I mean good quality sitcoms Okay. Um, I've been rewatching. I don't know if you've seen the British sitcom Peep Show. No, I don't even think I've heard of that. Oh, it's it's extremely funny. It's like a really really weird British sitcom filmed in a POV style, 
think there, I've seen it like ten times now. The, is the Netflix out there different than how it is in America? Like, do you, are there different shows that you can watch out there? Yeah, we get different content. We don't have Peep Show in Spain um, on the Spanish one. Okay. I think it is on the American one, it's on the UK one. But yeah, here we get we get a lot of Spanish stuff. Do you uh, speak Spanish? Uh, solo un poco. Okay. Is your main like like do you only speak English or do you have any other languages you speak? No, just English. Really. Okay. Yeah, no, okay. No, basic Spanish. I got you. I got you. I was just wondering because you're you're foreign. <laughs> yeah. It's just always kind of like I don't know when I talk to somebody on the other side of the planet, I always just kind of think like they fucking have something under their sleeve that I probably don't know about. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think we have a. Uh, a, a master of the English language just from years of speaking it right. being passed down through the generations <laughs> I, and I, I feel like we are probably better at it than anyone else as a, a, overall as a general I was talking to someone like a week ago and they were telling me like when I think of America or like when I think of like someone not having an accent or like the the basic voice or whatever it's always in English or like American but it's yeah. probably because of like what you see on TV and shit like are you are you conscious? Like I hear an accent of when I talk to you, like, and you remind me of my old neighbor at my apartment because he was from London, and like my girl didn't my girl didn't realize that he had an accent, but I, I picked up on it when I first met him. I was like, oh, he's from somewhere. He's like, he's from London or he's French and or something. And I asked him, I was like, are you like French or something? And he's like, oh, I'm from London. And I was like, I knew it, dude. And then I hear it in your voice, like, do you? Like, it's, it's funny that she thought he was just he just had like a standard voice like yeah yeah some think, people like a, like dude I I had a Russian teacher once and it took me like a week for me to just kind of be like there's something off about her and then I was like oh she's fucking Russian because I thought she was just this regular like California white girl she was like blonde uh, and white and all of this stuff and I was like yeah and it just she she just sounded like she was talking normal like she fucking worked at hollister or something and then soon little by little it started like oh she said that funny oh she said that oh what what?" and then and then just out of nowhere it's like in my hometown in russia it gets up to 120 degrees i'm like oh fuck dude you're russian like what the fuck and so yeah well russians and and also sometimes scandinavians and um other people can end up with quite an americanized version of english and often it it I found with some Russian accents, it blends quite seamlessly with the American accent. And, and the same with Swedish people or Dutch people. Sometimes if you hear them speaking English, you, it sounds American. Like, mm. you, think, you know, when I was younger, I used to think they were American. Do you, are you conscious of your accent or are you just super used to it? You think you're just talking like, like normal. Like, that's how I feel about my voice. I, I don't know. Actually, I'm kind of curious about my voice of like... I don't know if you were to talk to me on the phone. I feel like you wouldn't even know if I'm black, white, Asian, Mexican, or whatever. And so, do do like do you hear yourself speak and you're like, oh, that, I definitely have like a a, uh, a European accent or something. It's weird. I mean, when I was a kid, it, I think growing up as like a kid, English, you kind of you just have the idea in your head that kind of the way you speak is correct and the way everyone mm-hmm. else speaks is kind of kind of wrong. You know, not literally like that, but you just sort of feel like this is standard language and everything else is a deviation from this of some sort. Um, so kind of American people to us, it would just sound growing up like they're just speaking English, but wrong kind of, you know, which now I know is bullshit. Um, and actually, you know, it's even possible that American English has more in common 
was old English than, than present day English, you know, due to the, the way populations moved around and stuff. Um, so uh, it's it, it's kind of nonsense, that whole thing. But no, I, yeah, I just kind of don't, I don't really think anything of my own mm. accent. I just kind of think of it as standard, like fairly standard English. Okay. Yeah, and you're probably talking with other people that, that sound like you too. Like, do I sound different? Do do I sound like someone who's not from Europe? And if I were to like run into you on the streets and talk to you, you'd kind of cl- it kind of click in your head and be like, "Oh, this guy's off," or like, "There's some he's not from here." Yeah, no. I mean, I, I'm pretty good at accents, to be honest. So I would probably, I, you know, I certainly know usually if you were like Canadian or American, and probably after a while, I'd know roughly where you might be from in America. Um, hmm. Certainly, most British people would immediately clock that you were were American or, or Canadian. I had actually I had a really weird thing the other day. Um, the the weed is kind of semi legal here. They have like social clubs where you can buy it, and it's informal. Like you make a donation, and then they just give you some weed for free. You know, kind oh. of in theory. That's oh, I, I got it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so we were at one of those, and this guy started speaking to us, and and he was like. Uh, He's a friendly guy, you know, we chatted to him and he was like, uh, he's like, yeah, my name's Chris, you know, uh, I'm, uh, you know, I'm here uh, working as an English teacher and all this stuff. So obviously, you know, a South African accent, like, I thought it was Australian. Yeah, well, it was definitely from that, from that realm, you know, South African, Kiwi, Australian, but he was like, he was like, uh, um, you know, like, he's like, yeah, I've just got a job in the an academy and uh, I'm really looking forward to you know starting my job as a teacher so like we were like okay that sounded more Aussie but whatever you know he was clearly not English you're right right and then we were chatting to him and we were like where are you from and he was like uh, Kinterbury in, in Kent and we were just like what like and he was like yeah yeah I'm from, from England and I was like right but you lived in South Africa yeah and he was like no I get that all the time but but no I'm I'm English I'm from Kent or something and we were just like we just kind of had to accept it because you can't accuse yeah. him of lying. Huh. We were like, all right. And then he carried on talking for a bit. And we, we, he was very oddly charming and like really confident socially. You know one of those people where they're suddenly they're just talking to you and suddenly you're sort of friends and you don't really know what's yeah. going on. Yeah. And, uh, and then we left and we were sort of, you know, we were silent for a minute or two just walking. And then both of us were just kind of like, he's South African. Like, I just can't. Yeah, like I don't give a fuck what he says. He's, dude, yeah. you know. In his defense, just giving him the benefit of the doubt, I do that. Like, I don't even know if I have messaged you or anything, but I always say, eh, at the end of things, like, I'm Canadian. And sometimes I just see myself picking things up that I see in the media or talking to other people, like, and I just I just incorporate it. So I, I throw people how off how much, here. How huh? much South African media can he have consumed growing up in England? Maybe he's I, just trolling I, you guys. Who knows, dude? That was what we thought. We left, and we were just like, either he's like, oh, he's like a psychopath or something, or he's just taking the pit. Or it was just, it was bizarre. It was really, really bizarre. Um, but oh, one thing I know for certain is that that is not an English accent, <laughs> dude. I had a guy in the sixth grade who I'm still friends with to this day. But when I first met him, I thought he was Australian. I like he had an accent and everything, but turns out he didn't like he didn't have an accent. His teeth were just so fucking crooked. Like his fang tooth was like just all the way up on his jaw and it gave him a lisp. And he was like super self-conscious about it and everything. But like as we were growing up, I didn't know he had a lisp. I thought he had an accent. And I I always tell him that. Like, yeah, dude, when I first met you, I thought you were Australian just because he he talked funny. And um, he pronounced his R's with W's. And I guess he... 
he went on Xbox Live and he he called somebody um, the R word, retarded. And but that was back then in 2007 or six when it was okay to say that. And then somebody like just mocked him and said, "No, you're retarded." And just like he, it hurt his fucking feelings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's like uh, Fifty Cent. It's the same thing, and he sound he, people think he sounds like that just because he does. But I think it's because he got he got shot in the mouth. So it kind mm. of gives him that weird. Yeah, when it talks out of one half of his mouth. It sounds pretty cool. Yeah, like some people talk like boxers, and they've never stepped in the ring in their life. They just had like a really bad upbringing. You know, hit with chairs yeah. and shit. Or you ever sometimes think people just kind of like develop a lisp or they develop some kind of speech impediment just because of like the way they live. Like maybe they were neglected as a kid and they didn't have anyone around to let them know like, hey, you're saying that wrong. And it just became habit or something. Who fucking knows? Yeah. Yeah. I, I did notice that sometimes, yeah. <laughs> but anyways, I'm trying to think here. Um... Have you ever been to the States? No, I really want to. Um, I, I kind of wanted, I was thinking of living out there, but obviously that's quite difficult to do. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I've wanted to go there for a while just to sort of do shows and stuff, really, more than anything, and kind of meet people and like stuff. Do, See, like, do, you know, do rap shows, music shows? Yeah, music shows and. Yeah, I don't know, I have a weird relationship with comedy because I, I kind of feel like if I, if I had a second life, I'd really like to do comedy. And I did stand up for a tiny bit, but I, 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 I kind of feel I sort of respect it too much to be one of those people who kind of half does it. I don't really like it when people do comedy a little bit and then they do other things and they're sort of taking opportunities from people who mm. actually do comedy all the time. I, I think it's a little bit annoying, to be honest, when people do that. So, uh, oh, explain that to me. I'm kind of curious about that. Like, I hear you. I, I uh, but I feel like I need a little bit more explanation to really 100% get on board with you. Because it's like, I don't know, I feel like I'm kind of in that realm. But it's like, if you're good at comedy, you're good at comedy. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, well, to be honest with you, when it comes to other people, like for example, Steve-O. Oh, yeah. Um, he, he got a lot of backlash for doing comedy and that really annoyed me. Like Al Madrigal went at him and, 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 and that made me kind of permanently dislike Al Madrigal because... Well, Steve was great, first of all. Like, I mean, he's made more people laugh than Al Madrigal ever has. And <laughs> he, he's like, just, he, I don't know, he's just a great guy. And he knows, he's unpretentious about it. He's like not saying he's a stand-up, really. It's just the only place he can do his live show. And it makes sense. And people like it. And they have a good time. So I don't have a problem with other people doing it. Um, it's not really like that. I, but on a personal level, I would feel like, A, I would be showing like a half version of what I could do, which would kind of annoy me creatively. And B, yeah, I do feel I would probably be, if I was trying to pursue it kind of as a career, I'd be more likely to take kind of... I, 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 I kind of see where you're coming from, man. Like, is this right? Is this correct? Like, if I were a comedian coming up and I was probably even funnier than Steve-O, you'd feel a little disrespected or like it's not fair that Steve-O is probably doing more numbers than you just because he's Steve-O and his past and things. Like, he's using his old life to just kind of bank in another career in a sense yeah but i mean i don't i don't really mind him doing it and i and i think um 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I, to be honest with you, I'm not really judgmental of other people doing it, but personally, I would feel a bit of a fraud in a way. I would feel like I'm doing this because I know that I could probably... I know I can write well, certainly, as a stand-up. I don't know if I could actually do well as a stand-up. I don't know if I could perform well. And that, that's another thing, really. I mean, I, um, and, I, and to be honest with you, anyone who uh, makes it fully to a, you know the top level as a stand-up, I just have so much respect for because... Uh, in a way, music is so much easier. I can sit in my bedroom and listen to my own songs and, you know, I have something tangible there. Like, I make the songs on my own. I don't need an audience. But stand-up is just so brutal. you got to keep getting up in front of people. You get some really bad crowds who don't get it and you got to, like, keep being humiliated over and over again and you can't do it on your own. You know, you can write it on your own, but you can't practice it really on your own so so i think it's like i really respect the craft of it and i think yeah i would uh, I, I really do genuinely wish you know i could kind of have another go round the fucking merry-go-round and do and do stand up but it just would be not worth it i think i think they're relatable in a sense i mean i kind of hear you on music is easier because you have a little bit more control over it and like one thing that definitely gives music the advantage like if you make a banger that everyone loves it's just like everyone wants you to play that song and that's going to be your money maker. But as a comedian, people want you to be funny like all the time. So, you know, it's the funny, you know, new material is always funnier than old shit. Uh, I never really understood why people like were like, tell the story about this. And yeah. it's just kind of like, bro, you heard the fucking story. Like why? So that, that I feel like that's where being a comedian could be challenging because, you know, you're going to get up there and people are going to expect to laugh, which is actually why I don't like stand-up comedy that much because, I don't know, like one of my favorite comedians, uh, I went to see him live and I like his podcast. I don't know if you know who Chris D'Elia is, but like, yeah, yeah you know, he got canceled and everything, but honestly, I, he's just so funny to me. I don't care what the fuck he did. I'm just here to listen to him. Um, and I, I was a big fan of his podcast. His podcast would just have me fucking dying. And it still does. He said something on his one of his last episodes. And it's just, you know, I found, I'm wearing a fucking Chris D'Elia hoodie right now, actually, now that I think about it. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I really enjoy him as well as a guest. I probably enjoy him the most as a guest, actually, personally. Like, he's, I found it, he's made me cry laughing as well sometimes. He, he's yeah, cool he's as a guest, but. I, li I like him just like on his own speaking in his podcast because that's almost like a form of stand-up in a sense. But I like podcasting, like especially comedy podcasts better. If it, I think it's done right when – well, maybe this is just me speaking on how I like to do my podcast. But I don't want it to be like a goal of you got to be funny. You know, I yeah, want it to yeah, be totally. just like if something funny happens, something funny happens. And that's how I felt like I don't like Chris's uh, stand up. I went to see him live and I don't know. Yeah. I think I just had I don't like I don't like stand up comedy and especially I, going. I, I would I, I would say on that. I mean, definitely don't judge stand up on, on his because I saw his recent special No Pain and it's one of the worst specials I've ever seen. And, I you know, I agree. He's I think I think he's so funny sometimes. And a lot of people. Yeah. in the stand-up community hate him and I feel they they overlook the fact that he really is funny but his stand-up I mean that special no pain was like to me it was like it felt like just like you know it what like it was, was like, I was upset because I, when I saw him live in like 2017 18 um, mm -hmm. the jokes that were no pain that came out in 2020 were the same jokes that I saw him live and I, it was just like dude I feel ripped off 
Um, he's, he, he's not a he's not a good writer. He's good off the cuff, I think. Yeah. I mean, some, yeah. Some of his written material is terrible. He had one very funny one in Man on Fire. The the, the titular piece of that um, where he's talking about how everyone thinks they're the Man on Fire and how you think. Oh, he's like, no, you work at T-Mobile, bro. <laughs> yeah, he's like, if someone puts a gun to your head, you think you're gonna be like, come on, show me. Yeah. Like, everyone's <laughs> like that. No, that was had me dying, but like. He's, uh, yeah, he's, uh, I would I would highly recommend checking out um, Cat Williams' Pimp Chronicles. I think that's oh, one of yeah. like, the funniest I've, things. I've checked oh, it out. It's, maybe I, I'll watch it again because it's been a while. But um, I just don't like... Well, I, I watch a lot of stand-up too. Um, but I do find myself with like everyone else. It's just always like, I don't know. I like their podcast better. Um, and I, I, I go into comedy shows... Just like with this expectation of I better fucking laugh. Like if I'm not on the floor laughing, especially if I paid for it, I'm not happy. And I feel like if you go into a place with that mentality, it it's harder to make things. Um, which, which is why comedy is so hard because you know there's a bunch of people who probably don't have the same mindset as you and I that just you know they never even try to do comedy or whatever. They're probably not funny, so they just show up to these things expecting things. To, to just kind of come to them and it's kind of like i don't know i don't know and, and even me as a consumer you know and i i would like to be a comedian but i can't really see myself doing stand-up and it being my main thing just like if i have to be honest with myself um i i wouldn't say i'm the best writer um i'm pretty bad at it like i'll just come up with an idea and then I just try to remember things and remember the story. And if I tell it on the podcast or whatever, it's just kind of like, okay, there's so many ways this could go. I could tell a horrible version of this story. I could tell a it great. It's all how I'm feeling. But I never like to be super structured. And oh, and this is the part where this part comes into the story and all of this stuff. It's just uh, and, maybe- and 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 you and you always know, don't you? Doing a podcast like if you if you ever accidentally delete something or you know you weren't recording or you lose a file you can never repeat it just doesn't work if you try to repeat the same story does it like if you, you know if you have a really fun a really funny story comes up on the show or something or mm-hmm. a good moment it's impossible to recreate that that is what i find so weird about stand-up is there are some people uh, patrice o'neill being one of them who managed to seem so genuine and so in the moment and there was not a hint of bullshit to him as a guy and yet he was saying the same things over and over again. I mean, he, he did do a lot of new material, it's but just, he was still having to repeat It's like himself. a performance at one point, you know? Like, and if you do it so many times, you just get really good at, like, turning that acting switch on, in a sense, which is why a lot of comedians try to be actors. Yeah, you, ha- you just surely have to, don't you? You can't, you can't feel those words the same way every yeah. time. But it's like with music, you know? You perform the same songs all the time, and it's like... Um, I, I think it's much easier to get into the flow of a song, especially if you memorize all the lyrics, you've done it a hundred times. And when it comes to performing, you could just, the more you do it, it seems like the better you get at it, unless you're fucking sick of that song. Um, but with comedy, it's kind of like, you better just have that one funny joke and you're special. And you know, no one says the same joke in two different specials, but people expect the same results of funniness. And, uh, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, yeah, it's a difficult. Uh... I feel like lately I've been talking a lot about like comedy and and maybe just overthinking it to the point. I don't know. I always just seem kind of disappointed in myself at the end of an episode or something. Like, 
you didn't even say anything funny, but you've been talking about comedy for a fucking hour. <laughs> yeah, we kind of we we've established the same thing on our show in terms of um, it doesn't it doesn't have you know generally the aim is for it to be a comedy podcast, but there's times it's gone pretty serious. We we've actually we leave in a lot of arguments. Like we've had fairly big arguments on the show, and and those are often more entertaining than. Um, I mean, the best moments are usually, the, you know, the comedic moments, but the arguments are often very entertaining and uh, right. the non-comedic stuff. I, I find it just depends, like, I, sometimes we'll record an episode and it's not... Oh, hello? You broke up there for a second. Can you hear me? Uh, see, it's indescribable. Oh, there we um, go. I, I think that's usually like, I don't know, like presence or something. Like, and it sort of just has, it has a, you know, a kind of a buzz to it. Um... I've noticed that happens with a lot of podcasts, like uh, certain ones that people say they've kind of gotten worse, you know, that certain shows are not as funny as they used to be or whatever. The jokes are the same, usually. It's just as good. It just doesn't, it kind of just doesn't feel the same way always to listen to. Yeah, sometimes you just, you just build a tolerance to a certain kind of comedy. Exactly. Yeah. I I don't know. I, I feel like I'm pretty picky with the comedy that I like. Uh, it's just the weirdest shit that makes me laugh. And I'll share it with other people and everyone will just kind of be like, that's not funny. And at first I used to be really upset about it. Like, let me explain why this is funny. This is funny. But then I just, I just kind of let it go. I'm like, fine. It's just like you're, you're fucking wired differently, but sucks for you. Cause I'm, my insides are fucking exploding. I'm laughing. I don't know what you find funny, but it's weird. It's weird. Like. I have some friends that they can't even, like, attempt to make a joke in their life. Like, all they do is just scroll on, like, meme pages and stuff and share it. And it's like, I don't know. I mean, to each his own. But I guess, for personally, I, I kind of see it as, like, ah, that seems kind of sad. Like, you just, you can't laugh at your own imagination. You have to just keep staring at other people's stuff to make you laugh. And, uh, Absolutely. sometimes I just kind of scroll through things that aren't even really funny, but I just kind of interpret my own thoughts on it and then just start laughing at shit that I make up. But then I just kind of think like, am I, is there something wrong with me? <laughs> no, I, I, I truly think dude, that's like the best gift in the world. I, I really think in being able to enjoy your own thoughts is like a surprisingly rare and really, really beautiful thing to fucking hold on to that. Cause like. I know exactly what you mean. A lot of people they can't, and they don't, they don't, they're not willing to kind of. They don't realize how much better and more meaningful it is to kind of ha- cultivate that within yourself. And if you, if all your humor is through memes and online content, people can take that away from you. It can go. But if you, if you just get used to just finding the humor in life, then it's uh, it's much better. You know, it stays with you. I'm, I'm lucky. My girlfriend is like really funny, um, and uh, we. We probably laugh. You know, we've been together eight years. We probably laugh more now than we did, you know, even before. Like we, we tend, we it kind of tends to get better and better all the time. And you guys way. are just and getting more comfortable with each other, and just like the jokes are just getting everywhere. Well, they get real layered. There's like jokes that have been going on for like eight years, you know, and they kind of become unbearable but very funny in that way. You get, you get kind of, you know, it's kind of funny how kind of annoying we become with each other and stuff, and and uh, the repetition of things gets kind of hilarious after a while. Um, but it's, I, I feel to be honest with you, I couldn't, I don't think I could be in a long-term relationship like with someone who wasn't funny or at least who didn't have much of a sense of humor, you know, cause there are some yeah. people, yeah. They just don't, or at least they don't somebody who doesn't, who, who laughs with you, you know, it's just yeah, like, exactly. 
like me yeah me and my girl we laugh at the same things which is something that like we bond over it's very rare where i'll show her something and it's not funny or and she'll do the same with me like we have the same kind of taste in here and it's just like yeah it's it's good to not be laughing alone sometimes and i i it's just it's always awkward when you're with another person who doesn't share the same taste as like um comedy as you and it, it just gets you questioning other things sometimes like i've got friends that like the only thing that's funny to them is people getting fucked up and it's just like people like falling or like face planning because they they fell off a, a rope swing or something like that's the only thing they find funny and it's just like yeah. damn dude like why do people have to like almost die for you to get entertainment like what's wrong do you need to see a therapist or something it's just kind of i mean i get it but then I don't know. It, it almost sounds like a hater mentality. Like there's people that just love to see other people fail and something about that instantaneous, like, Oh, that's so funny. Look at this person, like fuck up skateboarding or something. It's just kind of like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it would, it wouldn't be as funny to you if you actually tried to attempt to do something and you know what it's like to like fail and stuff. And it's like, I don't know. When I see people get hurt, the first thing I think is like, are they okay? Like I, it's very rare for me to just laugh unless I know they're for sure okay, you know. But uh, I don't know. yeah, I I've got. I mean, to be honest, I can laugh at anything, but I try to laugh at kind of everything, if you know what I mean. In the kind of, uh, I guess, in the kind of South Park sense of like, uh, there's no disproportionate level of attention given to anything. It's kind of like all can be funny in the right circumstances. Like, you know, I can laugh at someone failing horribly or something. I can see the humor in that and kind of relate to it. But I can also laugh seeing someone doing really well at something and trying to like hide how happy they are, for example, you know, right, right. it doesn't really necessarily matter to me what is happening. It's just, is there something, even like, for example, you know, if I think about nine 11 in certain contexts, it's like the worst, saddest, most devastating thing imaginable in other contexts is funny like there is some things about 9-11 that are funny when i when i see something like that like a like a horrible thing that happened and if you're gonna make a joke about it it better be a damn good joke because it's like the risk reward like um someone said something about like the twin towers like an mma fighter and um it was it's just like you got to be creative. Like if you're just going to say something that comes off more as like rude rather than creative and funny, then it's not going to be funny. And especially if you're going to, you know, say something about like sensitive topics or whatever. I think, I think, yeah, that, but that also is subjective. The level of humor and the quality of it is very subjective. The thing I think is probably less subjective. And I, and I try to stick by is like time and place. Like, uh, I, our show is called Cheat Clappers. It's fairly obvious from the exterior of the show that it's a bit weird and probably not something if someone is... Yeah. You guys are talking about, like, couple, serious so like advice on Cheat Clappers, you know? Yeah, it's kind of like... I feel if people go on that and they're like, what the hell, they said things I don't like, it's kind of like their fault. Whereas I wouldn't say those things on a more kind of public platform. You know, there's certain mm-hmm. stuff I, I just... I think it's like about time and place. And, and that's what annoys me about the kind of cancel culture movement is like, it, we're allowing people who don't like those things to have their spaces. They're actually not allowing us to have our spaces. Yeah. It, there's no problem with having sensitive spaces. You can have that. It's a bit odd, but fine. 
but they're actually the ones who are kind of trying to say, no, you should have no room for this content. You know, you shouldn't be allowed to do this anywhere, even if we're able to avoid it. If you, and if you uh, can't stand the sucks. heat, get out of the oven. You know, it's like, yeah, why? Exactly. I can't imagine. Like, I've listened to 12 episodes of Cheat Clappers. This is unacceptable. And so, why did you yeah. listen to 12 episodes in the first place? Like, why? It, you know how easy it is to just kind of like, not follow somebody or not support anyone it's you can bury it under other things and it's like i don't know unless the person did something to you like say if i i don't know did a podcast with you and you um i don't know you you started talking shit about me or whatever and you didn't say it to my face or something said my podcast sucked that would be kind of like a I mean, even then, I wouldn't even really want to take the time to be like, Mr. Olaf did this and did that. I would just kind of be like, oh, well. Like, I had something happen to me earlier. Uh, I had a comedian on, and he just, like, he got on my podcast, and it was a it was a decent podcast. But then he, like, just unfollowed me. He just, like, unfollowed me, acted like I didn't exist, wouldn't... Um, like share the podcast we did and just i don't know i don't know if he had like a really big ego or something and it just like i'm not gonna cancel him uh, it was just like all right then i guess we're not internet friends anymore like it's not like i'm just gonna because it, it it makes me look like the fucking loser if i were to just kind of go out of my way and be like this guy did this to me this guy like get uh, get over it <laughs> yeah i it's also yeah i mean it's annoying people do stuff like that because i feel like for example i've had i've had recently i've tried to collaborate on songs with certain people and sometimes you know the things i send back are not very good mm-hmm. and in the past when i've sent people things that are not very good they just ignored me and it kind of annoyed me and so i've always made a point of trying to be like i don't personally i wouldn't really want to put this song on streaming like uh, you know, I like this part, but I don't really like this part. And I think probably I don't, you know, this, I'm not necessarily happy with the finished product. I try to be upfront about it. And people generally don't like that. But I think years later, they'll probably realize, like, if they think about it, you know, that's, that's you, probably the best way. To you were being honest and polite. That's it. Yeah. That's, that's really, um, like, the best you can do. Like, if someone's music is in your cup of tea. Someone actually did that. They wanted to get on the show and they were a rapper and... They were really uh, hyping up this single or something. So they they emailed it to me and they were like, keep it on the hush-hush. Don't let anyone know. This is secret. Uh, you can't share it until this date. And I listened to it and it was uh, hot garbage. And um, I don't know. I don't know if it put a bad taste in their mouth. Now that I think about it, I don't know if I said it to them directly. This was a couple of months ago. But I do remember saying on the podcast that I didn't like it. I do remember saying that. But, yeah. Yeah, I really respect that. I, I like when people do that, and I think it shows it shows respect for them as a person. If you're being honest, it's like okay, you know, it's nothing. It doesn't matter that I don't like it. I just don't. I don't like it. I think it's good. And I've found, yeah, often when people have been quite nice to me, it's actually been when they've had the balls to be critical. Those are often the nicest people because they get nothing out of it. You don't. It doesn't endear you to anybody to be critical of them but it actually is helpful for the person that you're being critical of. So I think it's an underrated quality that we've, another thing that we've lost a little bit and that they still have on the continent. I've noticed much more younger, like French, Spanish, Italian guys, for example, they're more likely to say to you, like just to kind of say something that we would generally consider a bit rude, but that actually is quite useful. Like just to your face, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's, uh, it's kind of funny sometimes. And I, I like it. I like that. That way of doing things more. But I did have, actually, it reminded me of that thing you said about that comedian. I had I had only one experience of doing anything like that. I was having, a, you know the YouTuber, Sneeko? I do not. 
Oh, he's quite famous. Um, he's uh, an Asian American YouTuber, uh, which is why I racistly assume that you must know who he is. I'm a different kind of Asian dude. I don't I, like besides Asian people. Like I don't I don't subscribe to anything, dude. Like I don't. I don't keep up. It's too much. It's just too much. So my apologies. Yeah, there is too much stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's good. He's, it's kind of like the style of kind of philosophical stand-up comedy, but done through through vlogs. And uh, he was meant to be on our show, and I paid on his Patreon. You know, he had a tier where he said, "If you pay for this tier, it's quite an expensive tier. I'll uh, I'll do your podcast." Oh wow! And agreed. And then we had some like mix-ups. And I'll, yeah, I mean, I won't go into too much of it, but I felt pretty annoyed. Basically, like it, you know, it, it wasn't my fault, and. Uh, he had been up, I would say at that point he had been a bit of a dick basically right. um, I do I do have no respect for him and I like him I'm not, I'm not really you know but but it had not gone very well and he then just wouldn't reply to my emails and he still had my money and I wanted my money mm. and he, I, I waited I kept replying like for weeks so then I um, I went on his subreddit because I knew he was active on there I was also trying to get a bit of heat towards the show and I uh, posted about it and said like you fucking he's got my money He's completely rude to me. He wouldn't. He won't do the show. He won't give me back my money. And he saw it and replied. And then I, something like that happened. And then it kind of became a bit of a thing on his subreddit. And shortly afterwards, the same thing happened to him. Another famous comedian kind of did the same thing to him. Oh, well, and he felt enough. bad. And then he kind of remembered what he had done. And I think I had made a bit of a thing about it. And then he ended up doing the show, and he was sound and everything. And I felt I felt like a bit of a dick. Kind of, I felt I felt like, in a sense, I felt like I kind of had. I wouldn't say no choice. I could have left it, but I've I've taken so many things like that over the years in music and stuff that I kind of wasn't willing to start doing it in comedy. And I was just like, fuck this. Like, it's just it's disrespectful. You know, I'm, I I might not be a big name, but like my time is important and shit. And I felt yeah. disrespected. The, the man took but, your money. You know, that's what, I, that's still, afterwards it was still to be put in the position of being kind of like kind of a whiny bitch about it felt a bit like I felt a bit demeaned to be honest I was sort of a bit like Ugh. I didn't really I sort of cringed a bit looking at the post afterwards it's like Sneeko did this and yeah. he, he won't give yeah. money and it just didn't it didn't feel like my preferred way of handling it but you don't want to cancel it. somebody yeah I didn't and I did make a point of saying I was like you know I don't think anyone should you know form their opinion of him around this but you know I want, I want my fucking money um, but it still it, you know it yeah, I don't. It's not. It's not ideal, but I do think that is why people should probably just be up front in the first place. I'm looking at this Sneeko guy. I'm look. I'm looking him up on YouTube. Yeah, I never heard of him. Uh, yeah, he did. He did the show in the end. It was. It was an alright one. Uh, he clearly looks. He's, uh, he's got some good shit. We broke up. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Like, I think it's because I. I. I'm in this world of like, I'd say like vlogging or um, being out in the public on the internet and, and saying my stuff. So when I just like look at other YouTubers and I look at how much effort is put into this, I mean, who knows? Maybe this guy has people like working for him or something, but it's like, I don't, I don't know. Like, like people who talk about we broke up and they they have a thumbnail and there's art done and everything and it's just like an 11 minute video of them explaining i just i don't do that i don't well like i don't not that i don't do it with my life i don't watch other people do it i can't you know we're I, let me ask you you know if you were to 
I mean, I guess you do a podcast with your girlfriend, but it's like if you were to break up with your girlfriend, would would you like let the public know like that? Would you go on this big spiel and get on the podcast and let everyone know? Uh, I mean, I, I hate lifestyle vlogging um, in that way. Yeah, when it's like, we bought a new house and stuff, I, I find it really annoying. Yeah. It, uh, so I wouldn't, but it depends. I mean, it would be relevant, I guess, very much to our show. So I'd probably do an episode and be like, okay, it's kind of, you know, I'm going to be hosting the show now and I'd probably explain a bit for people who were curious, but yeah. I don't like when it's presented as, as something that is of, assumes to be of interest to other people. Yeah, I think that's a bit arrogant. I understand that. It's not, but I, I guess I just wouldn't want to be the person who's like making profit off of it. Like, mm. uh, I can't like see myself doing something like, like I bought a house and I'm, I'm talking about it on the podcast, but I guess I'm not really like, how do I say like structuring it all about that like look at this look at that if anything me talking about getting a house is just me kind of like if anything trying to give tips on like what happened and experiences and stuff but i just don't want to maybe in the same way you would say it to a friend like you would say it to a friend in conversation but you wouldn't send an email titled like yeah you know what i mean yeah like, it wouldn't be formal you wouldn't be like we bought a house here's the email that you have to read you know you would just kind of you try, yeah, I think that's more... Uh, I, I feel weird enough just taking a picture. Like, just taking a picture and posting it and, and being like, look what I... Like, that's just a picture. Imagining taking all day on fucking... Uh, um, what's a what's a movie editing software? I, I don't... I, I'm blanking Adobe out. Adobe Premiere? Yeah, Adobe. I was about to say iMovie, but I wanted to sound like I knew what I was talking about. So, yeah, just imagine spending all day on Adobe. Because I know what it's like to edit videos. And just, like, oh, so sitting there me. and editing you in front of the camera crying next to your ex-girlfriend about... So, this is what happened. It just seems so unauthentic. That, that, like, that stuff is absolutely vomit-inducing, yeah. And I think a lot of young girls need to buy into this phony shallow kind of emotional porn content where it's like and even stuff yeah where they're having romantic moments where they're doing nice gestures with people and it's always on camera i find that revolting but the i mean ours is more like uh, ridiculous stuff like uh, if i were to recommend two it would be um if you go on youtube and type in like cheat clappers time to harvest a piff but time to harvest a piff is about like time to the number two harvest that piff it's kind of a joke it's like it's a joke video about this tiny weed plant we had. It's like the smallest weed plant ever. I and uh, right here. And then we um, we had another one called uh, "Doing the Death Nut Challenge" whilst reading Garfield fan fiction. So I was doing the Death Nut Challenge, like a spicy food challenge. These really spicy nuts. They're, yes. I mean, really genuinely hot. And uh, doing that whilst reading this Garfield fan fiction, which it's generally weird stuff like that. Or um aggressively eating watermelon whilst watching the saddest scenes from gladiator um <laughs> it's just like b- bizarre kind of stuff um we've never kind of uh i do i do miss though the old youtube era and i'm thinking of starting a third account for stuff where it was kind of people were just kind of discuss things you know when back when it wasn't all these jump cuts and crazy stuff it was like there were a lot of videos where someone would just flick their webcam on at 2 a.m and talk about a topic yeah. that they had some say about and sometimes the ones that would get recommended to you would be quite good you know it'd be someone who was quite interesting to listen to and had yeah. an interesting perspective almost, on almost like a almost fun. like a podcast yeah exactly exactly yeah the only does a podcast and there's something about it was quite cozy and enjoyable to you know listen to yeah there the was a guy um there was a guy who, who went super viral on youtube and it was just him oh, talking on 20 guy. minutes just like about 
oh my life being ugly explained and yeah, i don't know yeah. if that got caught in my algorithm because i'm ugly or something but that shit got like 20 something million views of just a guy looking like on a shitty webcam just like well here i am been about 24 years of being ugly let me explain it and that's i don't know it's just it's genuine but it's not like it didn't it wasn't much effort put into it hey but i'm looking at your youtube channel here man i see that you've got a lot of videos of shoe nice what's up <laughs> what's up with that man i know who he is and i was watching a video on him a couple months ago of like what happened with him so i understand his history you don't have to go through it uh for those of you listening who don't know who shoe nice is basically he was like a youtube star back in the day but he had a really big downfall uh, but what's up with you? Got a beef with him or something? Are you roasting him? I'm not clicking on these videos. No, no, no. We had him. We had him on our show um, on the podcast, and those were all just clips. You know, uh, just sort of uploaded clips oh. of um, him, kind of uh, just just clips of him talking on our show. He was hilarious, man. He was he was fucking brilliant. I'm I'll, I'll never forget interviewing him because it was. I don't know. It was just like it just. It, <laughs> He kind of got on on the phone. It was just like shoe nice, you know, just an hour of just straight up shoe nice into oh, wow. my uh, into my ears. It was very it was very funny, but he was uh, as bonkers as you'd imagine. I mean, he was like all over the place. He's talking about Marge Simpson being his girlfriend, and he was like abusing Marge, and Marge was like blowing him or something. And what the he fuck? was ripping bombs and telling crazy stories about like shagging his neighbors or something. just I don't know just like crazy stuff the whole time you stuff. think he was he, drunk he oh yeah 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 he was definitely drunk and high and I mean you can't really get him to talk you know there's a, there's a lot of um, allusions to a kind of dark past and he's you know you can't really get him to talk seriously even for a moment um, but you could you, to be fair I mean you do you sense quite a lot of pain in him but also just so much charisma. He's just fucking highly charismatic, and 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 I think funnier than people give him credit for as a guy. Like I think he's actually pretty hilarious. Yeah, I haven't really given him that much of like. I remember watching him when I was younger when he would just do the the stunts and stuff, but never really followed his life that much. Which is how I kind of am with everyone I watch on YouTube. So I just saw a couple of videos of him. Was like, oh, what happened to that guy? And that's usually how it is with everyone I listen to. It's I don't really, it, 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 like I said, it's very hard for me to be on board with things. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. What, what um, podcasts have, have been, I mean, presumably there must be some you listen to that made you want to make a podcast. Um, I definitely say, like, I remember listening to podcasts when they first came out back in, like, the early 2000s. So it's always kind of like stemmed from there there was this like guy who's kind of a dick now but uh robert benford knox's corner like he used to do podcasts when i was really young i love that and then i took a break from podcasts then i got into joe rogan obviously just like how everyone kind of does so i like joe rogan and then i started with him and like just whoever he had on that was a guest that i found funny uh, occasionally I dabble into whoever his guest podcasts were. So that's how I found out really about like Theo Vaughn. I found out about Chris D'Elia through my girl. Um, and she found out about him through Vine. So she was like, isn't this guy funny? And I checked it out and like I was hooked. And now I'm the big Chris D'Elia fan. Um, 
what else? Who else do I listen to? I dabble in a bunch of other things. I, I don't really listen to Joe Rogan as much anymore. And like, I guess that like I could, I'll be one of those people that'll be like, I don't know. Ever since he got on Spotify, it's a little different. Yeah. Um, it, it's, a, it's just frustrating. It's just I really liked having it on YouTube. Perfect yeah. place for it. Yeah, YouTube was. I don't know. I mean, I'll listen to it. You know, if he has a really good guest on, I always kind of wonder why Joe Rogan just never does a podcast all by himself without a guest. I guess he did back in the Dizzy, but then he was like, "I'm running out of things to talk about. Let me get somebody else on." Um, what I, I didn't know was that it's also been removed from all the podcast apps. It's not just YouTube that's been removed. Yeah. From. you can't even you, get it. On you can Apple's only. Attic, which is- that's yeah. really annoying. It's only Spotify, which is like one of the only reasons why I got Spotify in the first place. Um, I like yeah. Joey Diaz. I like Bill Burr. Um, but I guess where I'm at, I just, I don't really, well, what's that? Were you going to say something? Oh, so, well, I was just going to say, I, feel, I, feel, I do give him the benefit of the doubt with the Spotify decision. And I, and I feel there might have been more going on behind the scenes than we were aware of at YouTube. But yeah, it is, as a listener, it's kind of, it's kind of a shame. Maybe, and then he just, he moved to Texas and stuff, and who knows, I mean, Joe Rogan's still Joe Rogan, you know what I mean, yeah. but, um, yeah. what I was gonna say yeah, he did, he did, you were saying he, did, he never did things on his own, he did sometimes, or he would do ones with Red Band, where he, because yeah. Red Band obviously is not much of a talker, like Joe would kind of basically yeah. talk the whole time, my, funny enough, my friend Jamie, he, uh, well I haven't spoken to him for years actually, but he, he listened to the first ever Joe Rogan podcast. Like, he used to read Joe Rogan's blogs and shit before he was, you know, people really knew who he was. He would read his blogs and he was really into his website and shit. And then he listened to the first ever podcast live when they had, like, these, um, the snowflakes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, he was one of the 200 people that were watching him, huh? (laughs) Yeah, he literally, like, he got me into it so early and he told me about it shortly after that. Oh, wow. So that's been, it's been so weird, man. Like, to see Joe Rogan now at this age, see how much older he is, and yeah. when you see early ones, it's like, fuck, man, time has gone by. Yeah. Um, I had, I don't know. Yeah, podcasts have been around in my life a lot, and I guess just, like, just to fast forward and make a long story short, like, where I am now in my life, uh, I still have the handful of, like, my go-to, like, popular people that I like to listen to, but lately I have been giving other people a chance. Like, I'm definitely going to give your your show a chance. Um, I'm having somebody else on today who runs a podcast, and so, like, every time before I, I get people on or something, I, I like to listen to their podcast um, just to kind of, like, get a sense of who I'm talking to or whatever. But then sometimes, like, kind of with you, I winged it. I, uh... I don't know, like, to be honest, I was like, I don't know if this is going to happen today because this guy is, like, responding kind of late, but I understand because we're in different time zones and stuff. And I was like, I don't know, I just, something tells me he's going to forget and I'm not really going to be that upset. But, hey, here we are. We spoke for, like, an hour 20. It's pretty cool. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So I've, I've been fucking blazing heavily recently, man. And I some, and then I kind of, over the Easter weekend, I was just like, I just didn't want to, you know, you get periods you just can't bear to look at your phone and, and once in a while I'll go a few days and not do it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I hate to be a, a fucking flake about things. So I never miss things that are on, but I sometimes I just can't. I just I leave an email for like oh. two weeks. Oh, yeah, no worries, dude. My fucking emails, like, especially lately, dude, like, yesterday I had just the fattest headache. And I started thinking, like, am I just reading too many emails? Like, do I just have too much shit going on? And, um, what, like, was that slang? What do you mean by blazing? 
Oh, it's just get high. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a slang here too. I was just like, did he mean getting high or did he mean blazing? Like just like I don't know, it's something else. But that's what I was. That's the only thing that I could think of. Yeah, like so. Do you do you like to stay away from your phone? Like do you like you did mention like going out into nature and getting outside? Are you big on that? I don't do it that much because I'm I'm kind of bound to the internet for uploading music and promoting it and uh, I'm it's probably addicted to it same as everyone else but yeah I'm pretty good at you know leaving it alone as well I don't I don't kind of browse much anymore I've sort of stopped that and um, I but I have you know I have to be on the computer all day to make music and it does yeah it gets a bit especially you know you're checking your emails then your phone starts ringing then you've got a bill to pay and then you've got someone talking to you in the next room and you something you want to do you know I find modern life can be quite uh, maddening in that way so I try oh, to yeah. keep things kind of I try to keep the amount of information going into my head kind of at a, st- a steady pace you know Think, things get very hectic uh, as you get older do you do you have any kids or do you want any kids I honestly think the past few years has just been too mad and I think I've kind of had my experience of uh, kind of all that chaos and I yeah, I kind of, I don't know, I kind of would, I love the idea of like having a son and, and stuff, um, but I just don't, I, 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 it would take so much time away, mm-hmm. and I feel I already lost a lot of time with music, a lot of years of just sort of pissing around with drugs or mental health problems and things, and just not really, you know, being there to, to do the things I should have been doing, and I feel like having a kid is, would just be a repeat of that, I don't know, what, what about you? Uh... I would like a kid, but I would like a kid that was already raised, you know? Like, I would want him to come out the room, like, fucking, he knows how to drive, he knows how to pay his taxes, like, I just, I don't know, you, I, I always say it. You, you want Carlton from the Fresh Prince to yeah. show up at your door? Yeah, I, I just, I, I say this all the time, I feel like I'm still raising myself, so, like, I feel like it'd be a little, um, like, a disservice to a kid if I were to have him right now at this very second and be like... Uh, I'm still doing stuff, you know, like I, I, I almost want to look at having a kid as like a form of retirement. Like I would want to really dedicate all of my time to him. Um, and, and maybe like the only thing that I would do to just kind of like have for myself would be like a podcast, you know, but, uh, I don't know. Like, uh, I, I, I relate I, with I, you. I know exactly what you mean. It, it's not something you can half ask. And I think to be fair, I mean, as much as I love my dad, like, and I mean, really, he's like a great guy. He's my, he's my you know, my, probably my biggest role model in life mm-hmm. as a person. But I mean, I didn't really get much time to spend with him as a kid. You know, he was pretty fucking busy and stressed all the time. Yeah. I wouldn't, I, do, I wouldn't want to put a kid through that because I think these days they need a lot of personal attention and guidance because the world is so mad. And I think probably for us, having, I don't know if you found this, but having an older dad and then growing up with all this technology. It's quite hard for them to parent you, really, when they're when you're younger, and that you know that there's that much of a gap. I hear you. I hear you. Uh, yeah, my dad wasn't around a lot too because he was working so much. But it's like at the same time, like uh, I don't know if you can relate. Like you know, my dad was very busy, but he was in a sense busy for me. You know, he did a yeah, lot yeah, for exactly. me, and he could have had done worse. He could have had just fucked off and not taken care of me. Um, that's, that's how I feel and, I, and I've seen that in other people and I've seen that they're so much emotionally worse off than I am and, and it's and to be honest just to see someone working hard is fucking great isn't it really like 
just to see someone working hard at something, even if you'd rather, you know, hang out with them a bit more, it's still a very good thing to see someone doing, to see someone trying to, you know, provide. So I'm, I'm grateful for that, definitely. Yeah, and it's like, you know, in this world, uh, I'm just going to do what I have to do. If I have a fucking kid and he turns out to be a serial killer, if I know in my heart I did everything I had to do, I wouldn't blame myself. I'd be like, I'll blame society. This is what fucking happened. I, I did. I went to work. I raised my son right and then he just went and killed you guys. You guys are fucking people up, <laughs> you know. Like, I don't know. At that, at, that point, at that point, you'd have to blame computer games and hire Jack Thompson. Yeah, the, I, uh, maybe that's just gaming lawyer. Maybe I'm just taking the easy way out, and I don't want people mad at me. Like, but I don't know, dude. I feel like I trust in myself that if I raise a kid correctly and he didn't do anything bad, or I didn't do anything bad, and then he just turned evil out of nowhere, I would just kind of be like, that's just the world we live in. I did I did my part. I did what I had to do. I did nothing wrong. Um, yeah. Anyways, man. Yes. Yeah. Uh, thank you for coming on my show. I, you know. Yeah, no worries, man. I, I pulled, oh, real quick, I pulled up the list of uh, Clapper's episode because I couldn't, I couldn't think of them on top of my head earlier. Uh, the ones I recommend would be uh, Pokemon Shaggers. Pokemon and, Shaggers. Um, which is basically, you know, if you don't like the title, you probably won't like the episode. Do you <laughs> do you have like all of your podcast episodes on YouTube, or are you are there some no, audio only stuff? They're on um, every every other platform. They're on Spotify, Podcast Addict, iTunes, all of that stuff. Or you can go on cheatclappers.libsyn.com and just listen from the the website. Um, and uh, yeah, I would say. Um, we had uh, what was it? We, we had we had a guy who was in uh, the world's strictest prison in Japan on recently. That was a pretty interesting one. Uh, Pokemon Shaggers was a good one. The Shoe Nice one, um, and the final one. Uh, oh, um, Porn was a quite a funny episode as well. Um, so yeah, those ones I recommend. I also just dropped an album called Don't Come In Here. That's on Spotify. O L O double F on Spotify and. Um, yeah, and I have another album on the way very soon called Oak Tree. That's going to be coming out in May, and it's going to be a massive, massive album, and I think my best by far. So I highly recommend if anyone likes weird music, experimental rap in general, and is interested in checking it out, follow me on Spotify, and that will go I, straight I, into your I just uh, thing it when it comes out. Are you the one with the pyramids as the thumbnail? Pyramids. Oh, the cl- cheek covers. Yeah, 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 yeah. The show. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah, you won't, mate. I found it. I found you. I will give you a subscription. I'll give you a listen. And fuck it, I'll give you a rating since you got on my show. Um, Sick. Nice. Let's see here. Appreciate. It, man. I'll, I'll return the favor. Um, uh, thank you. Yeah, I got you on Apple here because that's what I mainly use. So I'll, I'll hit you up on there. Yeah, I've been using Apple too. It's good. You get you get a lot more for your, uh, a lot more money as an artist from streams on Apple. So that's cool. Um, okay. Yeah, fucking uh, let me know if I can uh, return a favor, or, or, or I'll look forward to checking out more of your stuff as well and, and seeing what's. I mean, what is uh, in essence like your main thing, and what's? Uh, I know I'm sure you've said this on your show already, obviously before, but just for yeah. me to know, like, what's what's the best thing to check out of yours? You know, I'm gonna do something with you that I am kind of beating myself up for for not doing with a past guest. Um, but I kind of understand why I haven't done it. I've just been having great conversations with people. And I guess that's just kind of like the point of this. It's like, you know, I've been talking to you for about an hour 30. It's just kind of like, in a sense for me, um, 
and the listeners just to kind of like have like an hour 30 to just kind of like distract yourself from whatever's bothering you and stuff and just to like have something on but i guess i'll ask you you know on a scale of one to ten and it's you know i'm starting my day it's only 10 50 a.m here and it's probably like 8 p.m over there or something um on a scale of one to ten one being like nothing at all 10 being really bad like how badly do you do you want to kill yourself today uh so one one it means i don't want to at all and 10 means i do yeah um i'd say a one or a two to be honest i mean i get like incredibly incredibly depressed but my, my brother killed himself when i was younger and it kind of basically means no one in my family is allowed to kill themselves anymore you know it's he sort of he sort of ruined that one for the rest of us <laughs> um sorry 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 for laughing no 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 it is no i'm joking i mean i am joking but it's true i mean but i'm joking but it it, but it's um he yeah it kind of to be honest with you like it was never really an option on the table for the rest of us because because you kind of know like what it does and um so i've that is part of what's annoying is i get these fucking like nightmarish headspaces and I, i can never even fantasize about that really um but there are times where I just want life to end so that, that those times I might go up to like a five or a six but still not close to to actually doing it I would say I think I mean I feel like the question that I ask you is kind of important because it's like I don't know just talking to you for an hour I don't really know you I don't even know your fucking last name but it's like just based on the conversation we have I just kind of assume we're good and I'm happy that you gave me a one or two answer but, you know, there's some darkness behind everything you say. You did say you, you feel depressed and all of that stuff. And it's like, I guess it's just kind of like my two cents. It's like, who knows? Maybe me talking to you just for a little bit or just like kind of takes you away from it. But then here I am fucking bringing you back to talking about it and stuff. But it's just, I think it's just like a courtesy, you know. It, it Sometimes it's, um, I would have been really shocked if you gave me a high number. And um, I don't know, just talking to you, you seem like an okay guy. But that, that. That could be with anything, you know, and uh, maybe vice versa. You talking to me, you think I'm an okay guy. And it's like, I I have, I feel like everyone struggles with some kind of mental health issues, especially in the world we live in. And it's just kind of like, I don't want to take it too serious. And I don't have this mission to like, I'm going to end depression. I'm going to end suicide. It's just more of a like, almost like just, just, just my, my homage to to just anyone out there struggling and stuff. And uh, I don't really, I don't know. I, I, I Just the kind of person I feel like I'm becoming, I don't care about like like fame or getting money or any of that. Like if anything, it's just like, I don't know. I want to help people. You know, I could have just not recorded this. I could have just talked to you and stuff like that. Um, but maybe it's just, it just, it's a little project. It gives me something to do. Um, I don't know. I have so many things to say about it. You you, you want to create something of real value. Yeah. You know, I don't want to be somebody who's just like vlogging, like we bought a house, check it out or look at me, look at that. And I just feel like the best way to do it is just to kind of like let people know about what I'm struggling with. Let people know what gets me upset. And, you know, most of my podcasts, which is like a influence uh, from other comedians that I listen to, I, I actually really enjoy people who talk to themselves. Like, um, 
no offense to you or any of my guests, but I'm really excited to just kind of get on this podcast and uh, by myself and pick my brain with everything that I've been talking to people about and keeping things in mind and just like really, really just being all about me. And I, I, it just feels really selfish to do a show all about me and then shove it in people's faces. Like, listen to me, listen to what I think of, listen to this. So it's just, um, it's not for other people. I saw something today, uh, that, that like quoted for Khabib from fucking the UFC. Like, it was like, don't climb the mountain to have everybody see you climb the mountain to see the world. And, um, I do feel like um maybe like living in california living in america like uh other people around the world just look at this place as like this is where you go to to get rich and famous this is where you go to have all the eyes on you and i guess growing up here i kind of had it in my sense like i felt like more of a failure that i've spent so much time in california but i'm not you know a, a, a fucking hollywood guy and I don't know, I had these expectations growing up to be like a rich and famous person. And I, I would always beat myself up about like why I never got famous or something. Because I'm like, dude, I live in the source. I live where people like dream to come to. And you I, and I have no excuses to, to really make myself in like the fucking entertainment industry. And um, I don't know, I, I guess I just kind of had this like this feeling of. I'm going to give up, you know, like I don't want to even attempt things anymore. And that's just kind of like the sense of like art and being creative. And then there's other factors in my life which turned into like, ah, I just don't want to live anymore. Um, but I don't know. I started doing this podcast and I'm starting to just like evaluate my my um, goals in life a little bit more. And I'm, I'm, I'm having a lot of like cathartic fucking feelings of just like, uh, who am I, you know, but not in a, I don't want it to be negative. I want it to just be honest. And I want, I, I kind of want the rest of the world to kind of realize like, who are you? And if you're somebody out there who's just expecting things, I just kind of want people to expect things a little bit less. And, uh, you know, a famous person isn't that special if the whole fucking world is famous and we live in this world, you know, we're talking about TikTok and things like that. Like every day a celebrity is being made, you know? It's just like every day someone's getting promoted. You 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 plug that that Asian guy. We talked about shoe nice, and I don't know. Sometimes I, that it just is how I am too. Like I don't really care about other celebrities and things. It's just like, well, look, look, what about me? And I don't know if that sounds like narcissistic or anything, but sometimes I'd rather. I guess I'm in this mood right now where I'd rather be the creator than the consumer. And I went a lot of my life just kind of being the consumer and kind of like being like i could do that i could but then i'd like i don't know my self-esteem would stop me and i'd be like ah uh who am i you know like nobody's gonna like listen to your stuff or whatever so then for a lot of years i was just like yeah i don't even want to attempt to make anything i'll just you know maybe i'll leave it to the pros but then i don't know somewhere out of nowhere i was like fuck it i don't care if anyone listens or not i'm just i'm just gonna do this until i die <laughs> Yeah, I, I have that feeling with music because I mean, I, I never really collaborate and it's always kind of solo and it's always about my life and it starts to feel kind of like you say, it, feel, it feels narcissistic and, you, and, and I mean lately, more than anything to be honest, I'm just bored of my own voice so I'm trying to incorporate things that don't involve my voice but in terms of the kind of 
supposed narcissistic aspects of it, it I think sometimes you know sharing things about yourself is, is kind of a way of communicating with other people anyway it's kind of uh, in some sense keeping things to yourself is more narcissistic because that's purely a one way conversation but I, I started to realise well the point of putting these songs out is like hopefully people relate to the feelings and therefore it's kind of about them in some respects but I can only look at it through the lens of myself I, because that's all I know is myself really you know the whole world only exists in my fucking brain to me right so uh, <laughs> it has to be like that but it, but I, but but in the same sense as what you're saying I do want it to be about other people because I want it like you say to make them think like oh yeah you can you know you can be yourself in that way and you can feel those things and these feelings are normal or other people you know experience this thing or that thing so that's that is generally the point of it so I don't I don't think it is narcissistic ultimately I think it's a good positive social impulse to have right I think we have a lot in common man I really do and it's nice to meet somebody from the other side of the planet that that has something in common with you you know it's just uh it feels good it feels good it's like I'm not even I don't even want anything coming out of it. it's just I'm good to experience talking to you and experience like you uh sharing my thoughts with you and that we could connect and stuff and I don't know man just trying to get out of my bubble a little bit more as like COVID and stuff kind of helped like I went out a little bit you know I'd, I'd mingle I'd go out and stuff and talk with people when before COVID happened and then when COVID happened I guess it it really just made me think about like myself and my time with myself and I guess sometimes when I'd go out in public or meet people or something I'd, I'd put like kind of a filter on and just uh, almost as if I was acting and um, now I, I now I just feel like I want to just be an honest person and uh, I don't know just maybe work on my communication a little bit more I don't know just I'm just working on myself really everything everything and then when it comes to like comedy and things that I want to do like I guess a bit the, like if I were to end this podcast right now I just kind of think about it like I don't know I have it in my head and I kind of don't want to tell people I'm trying to pursue being a comedian because then it makes it like a goal or a challenge but it's something that I can't help like I'm talking to you and I ha I'm almost like disappointed in myself that I didn't have you laughing on your fucking ass but at the same time I mean I'm winging it it's what I mean it's it's to expect like those things come rare like I'm I'm keeping track in my head like I remember like oh I only made you laugh like legitimately one time that I could hear in your voice and it's like okay and I I like keep tabs on it then I got another podcast coming up and it's just kind of like oh let's see if I can make this person laugh but I'm trying to like get away from that I don't know I I, I don't know what it is yeah yeah, I think that's a really good thing. I I had um I kind of had actually I have a I have a, an EP about exactly the feeling you're describing of trying to cut off from external feelings about yourself. You know, do people like me? Am I successful? And I, I kind of got away from a, a fairly toxic social world I was in and became much more solitary. And it was called uh, the first EP is called Untitled, and primarily the song Back Inside um, is about that feeling and. Uh, it, yeah, it, it, it was a really, really nice process because it, uh, it was the first project I made that I was fully happy with. And it was because 
I just got rid of everything and I just like sat in a room and I was just trying to be like, what do I think is good? Like, what do I like? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like, what do I like? And I fully just was, it was entirely, uh, entirely connected with myself and doing it and also kind of just get, getting away from all this social shit and sort of stop, stop speaking to certain yeah. people where things were just not, you know, not good and put me in a bad headspace. And uh, it's really nice. It's really, really, really nice when you can get that with yourself. But it is hard because also, you know, you just like... I think it's the, very hard to avoid wanting, wanting things and, you know... I think a challenge that I have with myself is like... I, I, I'm definitely not uh, the kind of person to, to make things and be like, oh, I hope people like this. I hope people like that. I like, feel like uh, I've got a good head on my shoulders for a very long time. Where it's like, I'm going to do what I want. But I guess my issue is like... I hope people like what I like, but you can't force that on other people, you know? So if I do something that I'm just like, I think I was doing something the other day and I just thought it was so fucking funny, but it's just like, it doesn't feel as valid because I'm laughing at myself. So when I, I, I post it and I just start thinking, I hope people fucking like, I, I hope I can share my laughter and like people find this as funny as, as much as I do. And in a sense, it, I guess it's just like that natural comedian in me. I, I feel like I did a disservice if I didn't make people laugh because I don't know. I don't know if that's just like my purpose in life or something, but uh, something about making people laugh and putting them in a good mood just it just feels satisfactory and it it just kind of validates my thoughts because I'm just laughing in my head all day and uh, or or just to even like get people out of a bad mood and shit. But um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good it's a good one when there's a uh, tension between you and the girlfriend as well, isn't it? Like yeah. bring things back around. Yeah. Yeah. Sick. Well, yeah. Well, th- thanks for having me on, man. I really appreciate it. It's been a really good talk, and it sounds great that you're uh, reevaluating things. I, I I really 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 fucking love to hear when people are assessing their assessing their their kind of life in that way, or or thinking about things from a new perspective. It's a really 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 cool thing to like deliberately have changes like that in your life i think and i think once you start it's just like an endless process which is really really cool so i'm happy happy to hear that i look forward to hearing more of your stuff appreciate you man thank you for joining my cult thank you for um being a part of the show i'll hear from you man i'll keep in touch lately i've been keeping in touch with everybody i've had on the on the show and stuff so um send me links because you have a lot to to uh promote your podcast your your music you do a lot man you do a lot, um, and I'll be sure to to help promote it and stuff. And um, I'll hear from you soon, man. Thank you for your time. I hope you have a good night. Yeah, no worries, man. Appreciate it. You're welcome. All right, man. Take care. Be safe. Bye. Yeah, that's Mr. Olaf, man. That's Mr. Olaf. That was a long podcast. One of almost my longest podcasts I've had in a while. Almost two hours, huh? What do you guys think, man? I don't know. Um. I want to talk. Uh, uh, we've got another podcast going on today. We've got the pickles and vodka, uh, the pickles and vodka podcast coming up later. So, um, thank you for listening. If you made it this far in, uh, we've got a lot going. I have to pee so fucking bad, but um, appreciate everything, man. I hope I hope everyone's all right. You can find Mister Olaf on Instagram at how do I spell this? Olaf Music. Yeah, Olaf Music on Instagram. O L O F F M U S I C. Um, you can find them on Spotify, Bandcamp. Never use Bandcamp. 
You can find him on um you can find his Cheat Clappers podcast on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, all of that shit. So um Hope you got uh, here's one of his songs. Let's play. This feeling, this life, this feeling, this nice, this living it right, it's feeling like right.